This week's episode is brought to you by Fairy Godmother Travel, the official travel agency of Communicore Weekly. Make sure to email Communicore Weekly at fairygodmothertravel.com to book your Disney vacation today. Again, visit fairygodmothertravel.com. Welcome to Season 3! Hello, and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show and home of the world's first pair of independently born, identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And you know what time it almost is, George? I was going to go with a very obscure time, the time reference, you know, more stay in the time, but figure that but might nobody be nobody else would have got that but you and I? Probably, maybe a few of our uh, the cadets. A handful, but not not uh, many. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, so so uh, what time is it? It's almost time for our 150th episode. Oh, that's right. That's a lot of episodes. That's right, because this is episode 149. It is. So what we want you guys to do is give us a call on the Communico Weekly Goat Line and leave us a voicemail pretty much about anything, because we're going to play a lot of voicemails on our 150th episode, Spectacular. I'm calling it a Spectacular now, because <laughs> if I keep saying that, then maybe I'll convince myself and you guys that it is actually Spectacular, but yeah. I yeah, think I mean, they should be. call in. Okay, so people should call 424-785-4628. That's 424-785-GOAT. Go ahead and pause right now and then call us. Uh, we'll wait for you. We'll be right here when you get back and leave us a message about how Communicore Weekly has changed your life. Or did we help you get that job? Maybe did we, we did. give you the courage to ask that girl out to the prom? Oh, uh, and she said yes. And she said yes. Aren't I we mean, swell gentlemen? I mean, you know, we're, we're here for you. We're your Communicore wingmen. We are <laughs> Communicore wingmen. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Not, um, not as yeah, not as domineering as the Communicore overlords. Exactly, but we do like overlords as well. But yeah, yeah we, please we say that. give us a call and and let us know your thoughts about the show, or just calls about anything. We don't care. We're just gonna play a bunch of voicemails on the 150th episode. So again, that number is four two four seven eight five four six two eight. So give us a call, and we'll talk to you guys soon. It's time for Disney history. The Main Street Market House was an opening day shop for the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Now, it was sponsored by Smuckers until 1993, according to the inc incomparable website Widen Your World, which if you have not checked out, when you get home, check out, because it's great. Uh, if you're driving, don't Google it while you're driving, that's bad. If you're the passenger, go right ahead. Anyway, in 1997, the shop was redesigned completely. In 2007, the space was taken over by the Aravis Brothers for the Crystal Arts Store. Now, originally, the Crystal Arts Store was in the seating area of the Main Street Bakery. Yeah, so as far as we can tell, based on the description in the various Burnbound travel guides, Smuckers took over the sponsorship of the Yankee Trader in Liberty Square by 1990. Wait, can we talk about for one second? Yankee yes. Trader, that's where Memento Mori is now, right? Exactly. Okay. I was just about to say that until you did a timeout. That's Sorry okay. I rudely interrupted what you were about to say. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, so, so Smuckers took over the sponsorship of, of that shop in 1990. Uh, by 1986, 
Birnbaum's Guide uh, has the last mention of the Main Street Market House selling Smucker's Jellies and Jams. And I don't have, or we don't have any more exact dates for the sponsorships of the store other than that. But if you do, please let us know. Call the GOAT line and let us know if you know when the, the sponsorships may have changed because it's driving me crazy. Communicore really Weekly is making our listeners do our homework since <laughs> 2012. <laughs> So let's take a step back in time with the help of a 1976 Walt WDW Vacation Land magazine. Now, it was a two-page article that shared some images and discusses, you know, what you could expect to find in the shop. And honestly, though, can you imagine buying jelly to take home from your Walt Disney World vacation? I mean, that is a swell gift for all your friends. Because every time <laughs> I go to Walt Disney World, I buy jelly for George. I buy jelly and jam. Oh, totally, totally. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. All right, so the article starts with... Put them cucumber slices on your face to bloom up your complexion and rub a little kerosene on your hair to make it shine. Uh, little Communicore Weekly disclaimer, we are not telling you to do this. This is from the article. Um, <laughs> we are not responsible for any injuries that occur for cucumbers for on your face and kerosene in your hair. Kerosene in your hair. Okay, so, so this and other sage advice, such as using a fried onion poultice to quell a chest cold, uh, awaits visitors who eavesdrop on the party line of the crank-style telephones in the market house, which is the turn-of-the-century general store on Main Street. Now, it was modeled after the country emporiums of the 1890s, and the market house offers the Magic Kingdom guests a pleasantly nostalgic taste of authentic Americana on the sweet side. Now, clustered around a pot-bellied stove, not a pot-bellied pig, but a pot-bellied <laughs> stove, kind of like the ones that Granddad might have stoked during boyhood, endless wooden casts of goodies await market house visitors. So you've got overflowing barrels of freshly packed cookies, red and white striped peppermint sticks, sassafras and spearmint drops, chewy black licorice strings, cheese-flavored crackers, and crunchy salted pretzels, as well as bulging boxes of saltwater taffy and bags of sugar-sweet rock candy. Now, if all of this is not enough to put a smile on your face of any guest with even a tiny empty spot inside their stomach, Dixie Crystal Sugar, which was a subsidiary of the Savannah Sugar Refinery, maintains a buy-the-piece candy case, a display sure to have the youngsters pressing their noses against the glass as they select from more than 30 varieties of delicious hard candies, candy bars, and caramels. Gross. <laughs> the I don't like caramel. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if that or was the... No, the candy's great. The caramel, not so much. Oh, man, the more I learn, it's just... A, the I don't more really know George you. knows. I just don't really know you. Um, anyway, <laughs> on exhibit as well is the tasty scale model of Cinderella Castle, built completely from cubes of Dixie Crystal Sugar and a collection of rare antique sugar servers dating into the colonial period. The crank telephones, which offer the beauty tips that were mentioned earlier, are an interesting market house sidelight too. Guests picking up on the line can overhear a humorous turn-of-the-century conversation between a mother and daughter discussing the evils of inflation uh, at a time when ham was going for nine cents a pound and steak at the scandalous price of 11 cents a pound. Scandal. Yes, it is. Now, another part of the market house display of good things to eat is made up of delicious jams, because again, everyone wants to bring jams and jellies <gasps> home. Yes. Uh, jams and jellies and preserves from the J.M. Smucker Company. Now, Smucker stocks every kind of spread imaginable, from cool green mint-flavored apple jelly to tangy apricot pineapple preserves. And they're even low-calorie Slenderella jellies for Weight Watchers, huh? That's marketing, guys. Yes. Now, you spread it on a steaming biscuit or buttered thickly on the hot golden toast. These confections are a great way to start or finish the day. 
Okay, so Smuckers rounds out its stock with jars of ready mixed peanut butter. Ugh. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you knew that one already. Exactly, I knew it was coming, so okay. And goober grape jelly for P and J lovers. I'm not gonna say what that means. We don't need any more sound effects. Uh, they also had rich, thick fruit syrups for ice cream fans, and six kinds of lip smacking pickles, ranging from honey sweets to ice squinting dills. Uh, all in all, the market house is a good place to be when that sweet tooth starts to ache. How sweet it is, even if the price of steak today has gone above 11 cents a pound. Now, the party line that we talked about still exists today, but it's in a different location. Uh, it's actually currently in the chapeau as you enter the shop. It's on the right-hand side. I think we used that as a five-legged goat before. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk and consternation about sponsorships over the past couple of years, especially with, like, Starbucks taking over. So it's good to remember that, you know, Disneyland wouldn't have been built back in the day without the sponsorships, which yes. we've covered that before as well on the show. And, you know, all the different stores pretty much on Main Street were sponsored by different companies. Like like the Maxwell's Hollywood Intimate Apparel Wear Shop <laughs> on Main Street at, at Disneyland? Because everybody loves the Wizard of Bras. Exactly. I think when people find out about that, it's that first jaw-dropping moment. They're like, what? Wait a second. You're telling <laughs> me they sold lingerie at Disneyland? <laughs> yes, Johnny. For the first six months, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But if there's actually you know, a cadet out there named Johnny. I was talking directly to you. I'm sure there's got to be at least one. Uh, there has to be. There has to be. Maybe two. Maybe two <laughs> so. But I, I think it, it, it's it's great to look back at a different Main Street, a different Walt Disney World altogether, which we do so often because uh, we like to look back at the history of the parks and to, to really get a good description of the Main Street Market House. You just won't find something like that today. No. In any publication. It's It's... Here's the latest ride, and you're going to zoom past these shops uh, unless you're stuck in a gift shop for eight hours each day. I would you know? love to be able to go back and visit these shops, but until we actually get that working swan boat time machine we've been talking about, we're mm -hmm. just going to have to read about it in these Vacation Land magazines. So, I mean, this is the next best thing that we have right now. Yeah, but, you know, if uh, you ever got to visit the Main Street Market House back in its heyday, give us a call on the GOAT line at 424-785-4628. That's 424-785-GOAT. And, you know, tell us that if you visited the Market House and then tell us how awesome Kingdom Core Weekly is. You don't know what you know till we know you. You, know, you just don't know. There's one little fact we bet you didn't. One little fact we bet you didn't know. In a 1982 article, Dick Nunes describes the forthcoming Denmark Pavilion. Imagine going into a beautiful natural setting. The food is fantastic in Denmark. You go in and there's a natural ice skating area. Porch facades with tables for dining. Behind a kitchen. You can sit out, have a drink, and watch an ice show. There'll be skates to rent too. But no wave machine. <laughs> now we know you. He's a nerd. He's a geek. But we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his beat. It's George's Book of the Week. For this week's Book of the Week, we're actually covering something a little bit different. We are covering two comic books. Yay, picture uh, books. <laughs> yes. One of our fans, Gary, will be very happy with something like this. So uh, Bamboo Forest Publishing has just released both of the Ward Disley's 100% True Life Action Adventure Comics Digest. 
which will be awarded one of the longest titles that we've covered here. And uh, this is actually done by the world-famous Dave Ensign, who I've known for years. Many of the cadets may know him from uh, his alter ego, Hoot Gibson. They hung out with uh, a guy named Chief, and they did a lot of backstage exploring when they were cast members. Let's just say preserving history instead of backstage Yes, preserving history. That's much, much better. Their uh, website, which we will link to, the uh, uh, Mesa Times, is fantastic and has some amazing historical documentary of Horizons and other such uh, places at Walt Disney World. But before we go on, so... uh, Dave has created, uh, he created a comic book a while ago, kickstarted it, and got a lot of support for it. And Bamboo Forest picked it up and just released the second one as well. And I have to admit, uh, I guess we start off, uh, these are not for kids. They are most definitely not for kids. Yeah, these are not for kids. These are for grown-ups. Um, not much else to say about that, but, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> there, <laughs> like, there are adult themes in them and yes, bad yes. words as well, yeah. but... Um, it is all, what's the word I'm looking for? Tastefully done? Yes, I wanted to be more eloquent eloquent than just, these aren't for kids. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, so basically what this is, is Dave has taken one of his talents. Uh, He's really good at caricature drawing, uh, creating these fantastically powerful images, and he's distilling um, how he met Chief and a lot of their uh, explorations of Walt Disney World are documented in these two comic books and it is absolutely a fantastic look at their lives and what they did. And it's not just, you know, the adventures of Hoot and Chief, really. It's also about some of Hoot's uh, exploits mm-hmm. when he worked for the Magic Kingdom and some of the things that he did and some of the people he met and it's it's all very hilarious. I mean, <laughs> Dave has, he, he wrote it and he drew everything right down to the fake advertisements that are included in it, like for the mm-hmm. the Burning Settlers Cabin playset. Oh gosh, that's right, you could buy your own Burning Settlers like, playset. It's hilarious, and that's genius. It comes with the figure of, of the, the paw with an arrow dead in his back. I mean, mm-hmm. how how hilarious is that? Yeah, for, and that was a cardboard figure that you could just leave on the ground. Yes. And there was a... There was a blow-up 20,000 Anautilus that you could get. So you and your friends could play 20,000 Leagues under the sea, basically, or, you know... The, Things the, that I want. Remote. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and yeah, and so there's like a... It's, it's like a, the comic books you remember from your childhood where there would be one big one big story, and then there'd be a few other mini-stories and some great ads, things you could write away for, you know, that, that shouldn't exist. Hopefully they don't exist. Oh, they might, and if they, they do, exist. I'm totally writing away for them. They might, they might. Um, you know, and it's just, it, as I sort of said earlier, it's just Dave found his chosen art form, and he can present his stories this way. And I think it's 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 wonderful. Uh, the artwork really reminded me a lot of John K or John Crickfalusi, very hard to say his name, uh, of Ren and Stimpy. Uh, very, uh, very simple figures. Perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, lots of great color is used, and color is used for emotion and things like that. And I, and I really enjoyed it. I loved them. I loved looking through that and thinking, you know, this is how he experienced Walt Disney World back in probably the, my guess is the mid-80s. I, I think one of the, two of the stories was set in like 1986 and like 1985. So yeah, like mid-80s yeah. were where they take place. Yeah, and I, one of the stories, which I thought was really uh, a lot of fun, was he goes on a date. and um, Well, let's not spoil it. 
We won't but spoil it's it. It's hilarious. Date, but it's hilarious, and there's a lot of adventures on different rides, and it's it's really well done. And there's there's small little one shots like a poster series, a Mean Person of the Magic Kingdom, where he talks about a former coworker. Um, what else? Oh, there was a you know an activity page to like help Hoot and Chief run away, where you cut out the figures and you put your fingers oh, in, so it's gosh. like they're running away, like. All the crazy stuff you would see in the back of these old school comic books, he's done a great job of recreating all of it from like start yep. to finish. And uh, I think really hardcore Disney nerds, especially those of us who grew up in you know going in the 80s and the early 90s, this is something that you need to read. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's it's totally worth picking up. I think they're they're great little relics of just like we said in the in the history segment, how we like to look into the past and see how it was. This is another great way to do that, but also laugh at the same time. Yes, and enjoy some really great artwork and support uh, another one of us. Yes. Basically, you know, a he's Disney a Disney nerd. fan. A Disney nerd, Disney fan just like we are. And uh, he's he's working through his life story, basically. Yeah. And I, I got to say, you know, two thumbs up to Dave. Really I say two thumbs it, up love to it. Yeah, so head over to uh, BambooForestPublishing.com or Amazon or wherever you like to buy your reading material and put in Ward Disney. D-I-Z-Z-L-E-Y, Ward Disley Comics, and you'll pull them up, and I guarantee you, you will love them. What we liked, what we didn't like, is in the booze, 60-second review! So here we are again, another 60-second review that is going to stretch out, because we have two things <laughs> that we need to review, but they are both Star Wars related, yeah. um, and both of them are fantastic. Yes. Uh, we yes. will start with the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars uh, special that was just recently released on DVD. And um, I don't think I can say... Uh, well, let me just start this way. <laughs> just go get it. That, that, that is going to be my review. Just go get it. That's it. You know, yeah, the, 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 one of the first big crossovers they did, of course, was with Marvel. And it was so funny. It was so well done. I had incredibly high expectations for this because... I still think Phineas and Ferb is the smartest show on television. Without a doubt. Uh, Outside of community and, um, well, anyways, yeah. Uh, I was going to run into a whole other list of shows. (laughs) Um, The the music is great. The humor is great. The humor is on so many different levels for all the Phineas and Ferb. So I had incredibly high expectations for the Star Wars thing and every one of them was met and exceeded. Did not disappoint whatsoever. So well done. I mean, uh, the basics of the story is you kind of follow along a new hope from sort of the side and realize how integral Phineas and Ferb were to making things happen. Yeah, they're, sort it, of. they like kind of cross paths with the main characters in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but they also don't. It's like its own story at the same time. But yeah. I, I mean, what was it like an hour long? I, I, yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I literally laughed out loud during yeah. the course of the because inter- there were so many funny like Star Wars references and pop culture references like they really have really smart writers on on Phineas and Ferb and they did an amazing job of really knocking this out of the park yes they did the music was great as always very happy pop tunes that you were singing along with before the end of the song and it was great to see how they mixed all of the regular Phineas and Ferb characters into the Star Wars universe, into various Star Wars characters. And it all made sense how they, you know, related them to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I mean, where I, whereas I would hate to live on Tatooine because it's hot all the time and there's two suns, they loved it because they have an endless summer. 
you know, is how how Phineas and fits Ferb right saw with the it. theme. Fits right with the theme and everything. It was wonderful. Um, uh, in addition to the fantastic, I guess it's probably like forty-eight minute long episode. There are an additional seven or eight Phineas and Ferb episodes on the disc that are not Star Wars related. Just Phineas uh, they, and Ferb episodes. Just Phineas and Ferb episodes that are absolutely wonderful and they do so much. You can't go uh, wrong with Phineas and you, Ferb episodes. Not at all. So more of them, yay. Very sad the show was canceled. They hit their 100 episodes and they pulled it, but doesn't mean they can't do specials and doesn't mean we can't take pitchforks to the Disney Studios and ask them to make more. Also, sidebar, it also came, I don't know if all of them will, but it came with a keychain oh. of Perry and Carbonite. And yes. it's currently hanging off my key ring right now because it is yeah. awesome and hilarious. See, I've so, got mine right here. I have it. See, it's still in the plastic. Oh, it's still in the wrapper. Look at you, mint condition. Yeah. I can get 10 cents for that on eBay. <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to keep it away from my sons. Oh, okay. Fair enough. The little guy will see it and he'll want it, but then that's why it's over here by my computer. I'm hoping he'll forget about it. Sneaky, so, sneaky. So, yes. So, definitely go out and get this one. It is fantastic. You are going to love it. Yes. Um, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. The next one is Clone Wars. The Lost Mission, and uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, it's Lost Missions. Lost Missions. That's oh yeah, Lost are. Missions itself, and it's sort of 13 more episodes of the Clone Wars that weren't shown on the Cartoon Network. Yes, but they they were on Netflix, right? They they did put them on Netflix after the show official. Like the show had an ending on Cartoon Network, and then it was mm-hmm. it. And then they also had these additional episodes, so it 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 still fills out some of the gaps. Uh, of the Clone Wars series and, you know, some of the mm-hmm. things that take place between episode two and three. But it's 13 more episodes of this fantastic show. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen Clone Wars, but uh, it's way better than any of the prequel films. <laughs> um, yes, it is. I mean, we've been I've been watching with my son since it started, and uh, we started re-watching them on Netflix again. And it was great to pop this Blu-ray in because you really got to see how it went from Oh yeah, these are really good animations. To holy cow, these are very sophisticated, great computer-generated, you know, cartoons. Yeah, it definitely basically. shines on Blu-ray without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of action, and it was a great way almost for them to tie it up at the end and go, "Here's how this sort of fades into Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith." It, it, I mean, it does a good job of also leading directly into uh, Rebels, the new show that's on TV now. Oh yes, also yeah. fantastic. Um, and better than any of the prequel films. But um, <laughs> in addition to the 13 lost episodes, uh, there's also a 16-minute uh, never-before-seen documentary that takes us behind the scenes of the entire run of the series, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And then there's four unfinished story reels that are included. And then they have the series, uh, the, the showrunner, uh, Dave uh, Filania, I think that's how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. but it shows what he would take to George Lucas uh, before approval. And before they would actually make them into episodes. And it, it was just really interesting to me to see that process. Like, he has to get the Emperor's, um, you know, approval before they go on and actually make it to make sure it fits in with the Star Wars universe. And yeah. I, I thought it was a neat little addition just to see how involved um, George Lucas was. Yeah, it's almost like he came back and took this as uh, you know, another baby or another project. Yeah. And one of the neat things was uh, Dave Filoni said, George Lucas would not let a storyboard which is interesting because that was a concept or procedure started by Walt Disney. Yeah. Back in the day, storyboarding, which is an industry standard at this point in time. They basically did a, all the previs on the computer, which was incredible. And he said, you know, they're just taking it to another another level 
changing the art form, which really, honestly, is George Lucas's forte. Technology is great, isn't it? Is bringing his technology in there and doing it from there. But beside the point, um, it was really great to see these 13 episodes, to watch him, to see the end of the story arc and see how it leads into episode three. And like you said, Jeff, the Rebel Show, which is really good. Yes. yes really it enjoying it as well. So um, both these releases, I'm going to yes. say thumbs up for both. Definitely. I mean, if I had to choose one, I'd go with Phineas and Ferb. I would too, but Lost Missions is also great. Yes, they are both fantastic. Really urge you guys to get them. So get the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars and the Clone Wars Lost Missions. May the Schwartz be with you. (laughs) Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. Memento Mori is the new Haunted Mansion theme store at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Now, the shop is rumored to be the old home of Madame Leota before she left her mortal uh, realm for the regions beyond. But of course, like any good ghost, she still looks in on her former home from time to time. Now, lucky guests who look into a mirror that's on the wall of, of the shop, they will periodically see her face peering back at them instead of their own and on the painting of her on one of the other walls, when it comes alive every few minutes due to uh, the black light, you'll actually spot a ghostly black cat that's not there when the light is off. So, a couple of weird ghostly things going on in Memento Mori. Yeah, I, is this gonna be like a mini haunt? Am I gonna be too scared to go in you there? You may never step foot in that shop ever. Ah, oh. Ever. And I love the Haunted Mansion. It's you know, my, one of my favorite attractions. But you hate getting scared. Well, actually, I don't know. I've never been on a haunt. I'm a real people assume. person, but I hate crowds. <laughs> as long as your crowds are manageable. Yes. And four or five of your best friends, and they're all uh, throwing platitudes at you. And, and uh, loud and obnoxious as I am? Well, is that possible? I guess the two of us together. Yeah, we are pretty loud and obnoxious. Sorry in advance or in retrospect to anyone who's ever encountered us before in person. <laughs> Just like together on any tour or anything else or in park visit yeah. or anything else like that. But we apologize. Sorry. Blanket apology. That covers us for the next 50 years. I was going to say at least so. Okay, well, before we wrap it up, I just want to remind everybody to please give us a call on the Communicore Weekly GOAT line and, you know, tell us something about the show. Yes. If you liked it or, you know, something like that. But uh, call us at 424-785-4628 and let us know your thoughts about Communicore Weekly. Remember, and it's again, our very next episode, so as soon as you hear this, call right away. Jam oh, yeah, operators true. are standing by, so call immediately so we get you on the show. Yes, we want you guys on the show. Well, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to another episode. Please leave us a comment. Give us a rating on iTunes. We, we got another one the other day, which I thought was pretty hilarious. It was very funny. <laughs> so we like this. Uh, email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. And of course, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. Gosh, can we do communicore wingman wednesday now uh we may have to sure i mean i do like ghost whistle wednesday people keep sending us stuff to use for ghost whistle wednesday thank you jamie um (laughs) but yeah yeah we may go to communicore wingman wednesday okay that could be fun pictures of us at bars (laughs) that's it Uh, i don't go to bars guys i was gonna say the bar will have to be lowered tremendously yeah um all right so you can follow us on twitter and instagram i'm at imagine nerding and he's at jeff heimbuck and again, give us a call on the Communicore Weekly hotline at 424-785-4628. Yes, and do you know the story of how Jeff and George saved the world? Nope. Nope? Okay, well, if not, 
Grab your copy of CommuniCore Weekly, the musical, today. You can purchase it on Amazon, CD Baby, or iTunes, or listen for free on Spotify or Google Play. And of course, visit the CommuniCore Weekly Store. Go to CommuniCoreWeekly.com, click on the store link, buy some shirts. We got some fun stuff up there. Yes, and uh, for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening, guys and gals. We'll see you next time on CommuniCore Weekly, the greatest online show. The GMO Unit.